0: I love that intro with the teacher shout out. It's kind of, I've never figured out why, but on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, anytime a teacher calls in, the audience always applauds and it feels a little pitiful (laughs) um, because it is a hard job. And so I guess what we get, we get those commercials, thanks for teachers, and we get the applause on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Um, One of the other things we get though as a a teacher is we get really familiar with a variety of faces, of looks on students' faces. Um, The best ones, which happen infrequently are the looks of the student who you know you're making a connection with. And I found this the other day. I teach a ninth grade global studies course mm-hmm. in which I get to indulge in my my passion, which is geography. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Uh, in fact, just tonight before coming, my wife and son were doing a, a puzzle. It's a map of the world, and I'm cooking dinner. But I hear them talking to each other, and I just hear, "Where's Darwin?" And I'm like, "Northern Australia." Uh, and that's how geography plays a role in my life. So I'm teaching the other day. <laughs> they rolled their eyes inaudibly. Uh, but I'm teaching the other day and, and talking about the continents, and I said, you know, what's interesting is that Europe and Asia technically are one continent, Eurasia, uh, but they're divided by the Ural Mountains and the Caucasus Mountains, and there's one student, Meghna, who's in the front row, and she's giving me the face of soaking it all in. That's one face that we get to see infrequently, uh, unfortunately. Um, more often, we see faces of students trying to be polite, uh, trying to show that they're paying attention, but their face gives it away. It's just kind of, uh-huh. And so you learn to deal with that. My favorite, uh, if it's not going to be the student who's just eating up all your words, my favorite is the student who's trying to be so entrenched. This usually happens later in the day after they've had lunch. They're digesting the student who's trying to pay attention. But if you look carefully, you'll notice that they're nodding in agreement and then their eyes <laughs> start going. And that is when, as a teacher, I turn a little evil and I start talking a little slower. And I just wait and watch. And then you get the... <laughs> and if you can't have a success... Via a good experience with a student, that's what you can get. That's the second best. (laughs) So all that said, you get very familiar with faces as a teacher. You learn how to read the audience because it's a lot like this except there are lights. And so you can see everybody. Uh, And so it's a direct read. There's no hiding behind a, a bright light. And on Monday, October 8th, I walked into class, my diversity and social justice class, and I saw a set of faces I had never seen. And let me explain a little bit about this class, Uh, because I found out that title itself, diversity and social justice, is something that can just cause a lot of response. I recently had a piece written in the Oregonian, and apparently all that somebody read was that I teach a global studies and diversity and social justice. And if you haven't had the fun of reading the comments section on a commentary that you put in the Oregonian, you should, uh, or you should not. But I started reading them, and apparently by teaching this class, we're indoctrinating young minds. And just to be clear, the, uh, the the course sequence proposal process at the school I teach at is this. If students want a class and there's enough of them to take it, to start a class, we'll teach it. So two years ago, 2016, some stuff happened you might be aware of. And some students came to us and said, is it possible to have a class where we can just talk about what's going on? And so we are limited to the names of courses that are in a course catalog and we pick this one we're like sure we'll do that so this is a class that students elect to teach or to take and uh, I was not supposed to teach it Um, my friend Natalie uh, who is a African American woman she was going to teach it and then late summer she got a job offer somewhere else and she left so I got to show up in September and see a sea of wonderfully diverse faces who looked at me and kind of said excuse me (laughs) and I said I know I know uh, diversity and Social Justice, I am a white male, and I will be guiding you through this course. <laughs> and I come with the blessing of Miss LaBosse, who I know you were expecting. She, she told me to tell you that I could do it. And they kind of gave me this look of like, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't the look that I got on October 8th. the look that I got on October 8th was something altogether different. We start off class each day with news. That was what the students wanted. They said, can we start by talking about what's going on? So I come in, it's Monday, and I was like, hey, you guys, who's got news? And they looked at me like a little head shake. I didn't know what to call it. It wasn't totally unfamiliar, but it was a look that I was not totally familiar with. The best I can describe it so that you feel what it felt like is if any of you had one of those talks from a parent when you were younger, the talk where they say something like this, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> it was like that, but they were all the parent. <laughs> and I was the one who did something. It was just this look like And so sometimes what happens in teaching is this weird ability to time travel. In about 30 seconds, we can go have a totally different experience. Uh, which is a way of helping us figure out what the hell we're going to do in the next 30 seconds after that when we're caught off guard. And so I went on this little time travel thinking, where have I seen this look before? And it took me a minute. I'm standing there and I realized, oh my God, college, women's studies, that class, and here's what happened. I was a political science major down at U of O, and I took a women in politics course. Uh, I was one of three guys in that class. Um, did it because I wanted to know what I could do to help my sisters. I wanted to know about that experience, wanted to know the history. But there was this one class where, unfortunately, I was a complete idiot. There was this one class where we were talking about the phrase, the personal is political, as it applied to the feminist movement. And one of the students, in sort of a stream of consciousness uh response to that, said something that I unfortunately said something in response to when I should have just shut my mouth. She said, you know, to a woman, every single man is a potential rapist. And what I should have said was, okay. And what I said was, no, I don't buy it. At which point, the entire room about this size turned and there was that look. And then I tried to defend myself, which always goes really well. I said, no, you don't understand. Um, I get, like, I'm with you. No, I'm, I'm from Eugene. No, seriously, like, one of the first albums I remember, Helen Reddy, live, I am woman, hear me roar. Like, I can sing it right now. But what you don't understand is I'm not a rapist. And they said, you're missing the point. And unfortunately that day, I didn't get the point. I didn't get it till a lot later. It was one of those times when I was defensive and I shouldn't have been. And so then, all of a sudden, I time traveled back, mainly because a student said, Mr. McCurry, are you okay? (laughs) I said, yeah, sorry. Where did you go? And I decided, you know, this is a class where we're honest. We talk. We have a lot of discussions. And so I told them exactly what just happened. I said, yeah, so I want you to think about those things. The personal is political. And because there are five guys in this class. This is a class, I should tell you, there's about 24 students, five of them young men, uh, 19 of them young women, uh, mostly uh, students who are non-white. So it's a wonderfully diverse class. Uh, And I told them, I was like, yeah, so those two phrases have stuck with me. The personal is political, and to a woman, every man is a potential rapist. And the looks on the young women kind of got a little softer. I said, okay, are we going somewhere with this? And that day, I wish I could say, went a little better. The reason they were giving me that look on Monday, October 8th, is because our last class, which was the Friday before, I had said the phrase, hey, folks, don't worry about the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. We went through this in the 90s, and we did it wrong. We're going to get it right this time. I know. I know. And I came back on Monday to see the looks of just, uh, in response to that question, who's got news? Because we all had news. Kavanaugh was in. And I, being the teacher, being a white male, uh, having a history of being an idiot sometimes, looked at them and said, you know, I was wrong, but let's talk about this. And one brave student said, you know what, Mr. McCurry, we appreciate that. But we didn't think you were right on Friday. We were upset that you thought it was possible you were right. And I said, that's fair. That's good. And he said, can we use today's class instead to have a conversation? And can we ask respectfully, can this be a conversation among women? Can you guys sit out? And so we did. There's a thing we do now. It's called Socratic Seminar. It was great. We just kind of made a circle in the middle on the outside where us guys it was a little awkward because we had 19 in the middle and just five on the outside. So we felt pretty lonely. <laughs> It was more like a cell with cancer around it. It wasn't really a fishbowl discussion, but we may do. Teachers out there, you get it. Uh, And I told the guys, I was like, you know what? We're going to be quiet. Is that okay? And here's the nice thing about young men in high school today. They got it. They were like, yeah, we know how to do this. You don't. And I said, okay. And so the young women talked, and we just listened. And I'm going to share with you, normally, you know, I wouldn't share what goes on in a classroom. We do have an agreement about confidentiality, but the stuff in there was so good for me and so good to hear and so nice as a reminder that they are where our hope is. They had conversations about how, as women in school, it sometimes sucks that when we talk about dress code, it's really just about what they wear and nobody else. And the guys were kind of like, hmm. They talked about how it really sucks that in sports the guys always get the Friday night prime time and the girls, if they're lucky, get cheerleaders, they get a crowd, they maybe get Thursday night. They talked about how it sucks that by the time they get to high school they're made to feel like they can't do very well in math, they can't do very well in science. They talked about how it sucks that they go to their AP classes and it's always the guys who want to share things and they don't really listen to the women. And the whole time, we're sitting there listening, me and my five male students. And then they said something that really got to me. They said, you know what else really sucks? It sucks that all of us have probably at some point had somebody tell us how to protect ourselves out in the world, that the world is going to try to get us and that we need to protect ourselves. What would be really nice is if maybe instead of telling us how to protect ourselves, you all talk to boys about how you shouldn't rape people. Don't be violent. Listen to know when they say it. And that was the gist of the class. That was it. Bell rang, end of the day. Kids are, kids are out. And the amazing thing is you can go from an incredible conversation like that to, like, I got to go to my car. Uh, and, and they left. But I went home that night. And I talked to my kids. I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old son. And I went to my daughter, and I said, just to check, you remember, you kick them, like, right in the middle, right? And she's like, yeah, I got it. And I said, and Henry, you know consent, right? You know what that is. And he kind of gave me the I don't want to talk about it eye roll, but he does, and I trust that. What was really nice is when we got back to class the next day, a student came up to me right off the, off the bat and said, hey, Mr. McCurry, thanks for getting out of the way the other day. It was really nice to have that. Thank you.